It's time for JT the Brick. Hey, JT, how you doing, man? Now there's a new team, and everybody's pretty much new, and I got their back. I want this thing to work. Everybody's got to get on the same page. JT the Brick. Yeah, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be last-second losses. There's going to be a draft pick that doesn't make the team. Whatever it is, it's Raider Nation. JT, thanks for having me on. Always great to catch up with you, and keep it going, okay? I'll talk to you soon, man. And now, here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you on a busy day on the flagship of the Raiders ahead of a preseason game, first one at home, at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday. Feels like a dress rehearsal for the broadcast. You'll have the Raiders broadcast team led by Beth Mowens, Rich Gannon, and the great Matt Millen on the local broadcast. That'll be exciting. I'll be hosting the pre- and post-game show with Eric Allen. The legendary former cornerback will be live at the Torch at about 11, 11.15 a.m. So come on out and see us and make sure you use your tickets. Make sure you're there. Make sure you don't give them away or not use them. There are people in town that would love to go to the game and sit in that gorgeous stadium and watch the Vikings in town here. So that's our focus off tomorrow. The Latino voice, Harry Ruiz, in for me tomorrow as I'll be over at the Raider facility getting ready for that. And that's where we're going today. we got to start with the Raiders as always. But before that, Tom Brady today decided to take what would be considered a short leave of absence from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So that's the biggest story in the NFL today, other than injuries and who's going to play in the preseason. When it comes to Tom Brady, he can do whatever he wants. He can do whatever he wants. He's taking a leave of absence to deal with some personal things, quote-unquote. That came from the head coach, Todd Bowles. So I don't think a lot of people should speculate deeply on this. Brady's mom has been a cancer survivor for a long time. Everybody's aware of that at the Super Bowl. You've seen that. His dad's getting up there in age, and it could be a family issue. But, of course, there are people speculating he doesn't like it. He might want to retire. Does he not like this team? He says he's stepping away for personal issues. His absence was discussed in advance. He'll return after next week's preseason game against the Titans on August 20th. So he's gone till August 21st, the greatest player of all time, stepping away from the preseason there. I will tell you this before we get to some Raiders content that He didn't want to play in Tampa Bay this year. He wanted to play with the Dolphins. That was exposed in the Brian Flores lawsuit and what happened with Stephen Ross as they were tampering with Tom Brady. For whatever reason, no one wants to talk about Tom Brady's role with the tampering as Miami wanted to get Brady to come over as a limited partner to play quarterback and to retire in Miami and be part of the organization. So if people are going to speculate on the happiness now of Tom Brady, on a happy scale of 1 to 10, He's probably not above a six or a seven because Gronk retired and he wanted to play for the Dolphins. Believe it or not, he wanted to play for the Dolphins. He truly did. And I believe, and I said from the beginning, that Brady allowed the tampering. Brady could have shut down the tampering in 10 seconds and said, hold on, guys, I'm in the union. I'm Tom Brady. I'm in the union. I'm a member of Tampa Bay. And before that, New England, you're not allowed to talk to me. You're not allowed to tamper with me. Brady didn't do that. Same thing with Spygate. Spygate wasn't about him with the cameras at the Meadowlands in New York filming the Jets. It wasn't about him, but Brady probably knew about it and didn't say anything. And then it came to Deflategate, where they were deflating footballs for Tom Brady. And he didn't say anything there. So with all of that circling, I'm a big Tom Brady fan. He's the greatest player of all time. 
better than Jerry Rice, better than Jim Brown, better than Walter Payton, and he's taking a little bit of a leave. So if you didn't hear that over the last couple of hours, that's the biggest sports story trending. Uh, when he was asked to coach Todd Bowles if it was health-related, he said, quote, it's a personal issue. That's all I can tell you there. So hopefully it's not uh, too serious. Maybe it is, and we'll find out about this in the next couple of days. Uh, Carr is throwing darts, as Vinny Bonsignor tweeted out earlier at practice today. Carr and Devontae Adams are completely locked in. They're locked in in just practice. They're not playing in games, nor does most people think they should practice, uh, play preseason games. But we don't know what's going to happen, and we don't know what's going to happen. So Yahoo Sports put out a column today, who's playing the starters in week one. And one of the main reasons they put out this column is because people gamble on preseason games. Now, I don't bet, but I want you to make money when you bet. I would bet on the preseason if I were you because the Raiders have a coach that wants to move the ball and wants to play some starters and wants these guys to play their ass off. Did you see the Canton game? I mean, if you're gambling on the Raiders, I know there's a limited amount of money you can bet in the preseason in regards to the amount of handle. But if you got two, three hundred bucks and you're waiting to bet, bet on the Raiders in the preseason. If you like the Raiders to go over the total on Sunday or if you like them to win and cover because they're playing for a new coach and the coach seems to care. I don't know what Minnesota is going to do in the preseason. I have no idea. I'm going through their depth chart now. Uh, reportedly, a lot of their players aren't going to play. So getting back to the Yahoo column today, Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs starters will play one quarter. That's interesting. Andy Reid, the Kansas City Chiefs starters will play the entire first quarter against the Bears on Saturday. Patrick Mahomes and the new look Chiefs offense will no longer feature Tyreek Hill and they'll go up against the Bears defense. That added quarterback Kyler Gordon. And so that's interesting there. I didn't think that Mahomes would play an entire quarter. And the Bears will also give their starters some run during the first preseason game. Reportedly, Justin Fields and the Bears will play roughly 15 to 20 plays. Uh, According to Yahoo, the Patriots are not expected to play their starters. Aren't going to play their starters during their preseason game tonight against the Giants, according to Mike Reese of ESPN. That's That's a really big topic in New England because they haven't looked good in the preseason. So a lot of the fans are starting to get a little bit triggered. Fans in New England aren't used to life without Tom Brady that much so, so they'd like to see it. The Giants are expected to play their starters for roughly a quarter, even though head coach Brian Dayball did not commit to a set number of plays. They have Daniel Jones, who didn't have his rookie contract picked up. you got to let the guy play. He's also been a train wreck in the preseason, and they want to see what's going to happen there. Lamar Jackson and other Ravens starters are going to sit Against the Titans, reportedly tonight, the Titans have not announced whether their team starters are going to play. Mitch Trubisky is going to start for the Steelers. Mike North was on with us yesterday and talked about how much he likes Trubisky since he left Chicago. Uh, Mike Tomlin told reporters Trubisky will start against the Seahawks on Saturday. Uh, The Washington Commanders will play their starters 15 to 20 snaps. That could be a quarter. Matt Ryan who the Raiders play this year, future Hall of Fame, right? Future Hall of Fame quarterback. According to Frank Reich, Matt Ryan will play the entire first quarter against the Buffalo Bills, as Josh Allen will not play in that game. And then the Jaguars, who sat out their starters and their quarterback in the Canton game and got boat raced by the Raiders early, says he expects Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne and other Jaguars to play a bit. 
that's about that. The biggest story, other than what I reported on with Brady's leave of absence, is Deshaun Watson is going to start, uh, depending on the suspension appeal decision that could be coming, Cleveland has him, him listed as a starter. Friday night, game against Jacksonville. I mean, everything's been going so bad for Cleveland. You wonder, and I don't predict injuries, but they're rolling out a guy who hasn't played in two years in a game that doesn't matter. And a guy who's going to be suspended anywhere from eight games, six games, to maybe a season. I don't know why they're doing that, but they want to give him some look. He hasn't played in a couple of years. And San Francisco, we got a lot of people streaming the show from the Bay Area. Kyle Shanahan says he plans to get Trey Lance and the start of some reps against the Packers. So we don't know what's going to happen. I'll be in the building tomorrow night. We'll have a general idea of what's going to happen with the Raiders here. I don't know. I don't expect Darren Waller to play or any of the players that haven't even been out of practice. So if you look at all of the players that haven't even been out of practice, you can look at his glasses half full or glasses half empty. Let's go glasses half empty. Well, if you're not going to see guys at practice for a long period of time, and that came from Tashawn Reed from The Athletic earlier today, Raiders not at practice, Darren Waller, Brandon Parker, Cleve Farrell, Divine Diablo, linebacker Kenny Young, Rocky Sin, and quarterback Anthony Averett. So if you look at the players that haven't been there a while, he went on to write Waller, Parker, Parker Farrell, Diablo, Yassin, and Averett all have missed several sessions. I'm not that concerned about it again because I haven't seen the red flag or the warning that these guys are hurt. But again, this is a very buttoned-up coaching staff and new regime, and they're going to tell us accordingly when they want to tell us about when these guys are getting back on the field. So for those who are getting worrisome or not, our reports are nothing to be worried about. Could that change at any point in time? We'll see. But we're not going to be the ones to speculate on it on the flagship when the owner, the head coach, and obviously the GM are not going out there out of their way to say if anybody's hurt or if they're going to play much. We will see that. And I think we're going to have a big show on Monday on Raider Nation Radio across our lineup because we're going to learn a lot about Josh McDaniels in the second game. It's the home opener, preseason game at Allegiant. Certain guys need the work, mostly the offensive line. I think the defensive tackles need to play because a lot of them aren't available, so I want to see the other ones play. And we know the secondary needs work. And I want to know what's going to happen with Jonathan Abram. How, much, how long is he going to play? What's going to be the depth at the quarterback position? How much quarterback time are we going to see that cornerback, excuse me, and the quarterback I don't expect Derek Carr to play? Now, if Derek Carr misses the first two games, will he play a series or two or the first quarter in the third preseason game? Well, that's what they used to do, but I don't think they want to do that with Derek Carr. I think you're going to see Derek Carr and Justin Herbert not play a snap and go into the first game of the year in Los Angeles evenly matched, Herbert getting most of the hype, Carr hopefully completely healthy, locked in with Devontae Renthrow, Waller predicting Waller will play and be available, and then, you know, the Raiders come out in Los Angeles with one or two game plans. A balanced attack, which will be throwing and running the ball, really running it hard, running it right at those great defensive players to try to wear them out right later in the game. This is the first game of the year. Khalil Mack and Bosa. Bosa gets gassed at the end of a lot of these games. He does. I've been at him. He, he's not a force in a lot of these games. He's nowhere near the player of Max Crosby in the fourth quarter of these recent contests. So will the Raiders balance and run the ball against the Chargers to kill the clock, ball control, 
keep Justin Herbert on the sideline, or if the Raiders fall down early and are trailing by a touchdown or 10 points, will Josh McDaniels release the hounds and go 4-5 wide and go, we got to win in a shootout? That's really the fascinating storyline I think we have going into the next month, literally a month, as we go towards September 11th. What will be the game plan? What will we see with the Raiders against the Chargers? And whatever works, I don't know. I don't know what's going to work this year because I know the New England game plan. They like to run it. They really like to run the ball and balance it, and they even did that with Brady. Tempo, tempo, tempo. And all reports are from what I've seen and what everybody's tweeting from practice, Carr, his tempo has been amazing. We'll play the Derek Carr press conference in its entirety at the top of the hour. Bobby said it went 18 or 19 minutes. I think you'd rather hear Derek than me at that point, and we will give you that coming up, and we'll listen to that and react to it. A pretty good guest today coming up on the show. Vince Sapienza will join us here in the next two or three minutes as we got breaking news today that Robin Leonard will have hip surgery and be gone for the year for the Vegas Golden Knights. Wow. That is a big, big story. Remember, this franchise decided to not go with Marc-Andre Fleury, the face of the franchise, and go with Robin Leonard. Since then, it's been really bad. I think this could be a blessing in disguise. I'll wait to Vince to talk about it on maybe going out and finding a better goalie and getting a goalie in here who's better than Robin Leonard. That's coming up in a few minutes. Uh, one of my favorite newsmen, Dana Wagner from News 3 here in town. Big Dodger fan, big Raider fan. We'll talk about the growth of sports in Las Vegas. He's going to join us around 1240. Uh, Rich Murata, the founder of the Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame. One of the best-run Hall of Fames I've ever seen. They're having their gala coming up in a couple of weeks at Resorts World, where every year these legendary boxers go in. And Rich Murata is one of the few people ever to be on the Raiders' all-time broadcast team. Going back to Bill King, Rich Murata, he's got a lot to say about Cliff Branch and the games that he called. Uh, we love Rich, and Rich will join us at about 1.30 Pacific time as we open up the show. And for you today, there's not a major call to action. It's listen to the show. you got opinions. Come on in here. Come on in flying. And if anybody's been out at practice, if you've been a Raider fan, a season ticket holder, and if you fortunately have been out to a practice or two, and if you've seen anything that you like, let us know and tell us about that here because there's a lot of guys who aren't practicing for whatever reason. They're either getting rest, uh, they're not participating, they're working through issues with the trainers, and we're all waiting to see what's going to happen here. But there's plenty of time left. Plenty of time left. And if Darren Waller is sitting courtside at a WNBA playoff game, I'm assuming he's going to play football for the Las Vegas Raiders. And Derek Carr, uh, meeting the media today, and you'll hear it in the press conference, he looks great. And Derek Carr is getting a lot of positive press for not throwing an interception so far in, in camp and how locked in he is with this. I, I, don't, I really don't think there's a quarterback who's dealt with more than Derek Carr when it comes to these coaching changes and how he's able to adapt to all these playbooks and do a really good job. Vince Sapienza joins us from Fox 5, the Emmy Award winner, covers the Raiders, the Golden Knights, he covers everything in this town. And I reached out to him today because of the Robin Leonard surgery news. Vince, obviously a huge story. You can't win a cup without not only a good goalie, but an elite goalie that is hot heading into the postseason. How big is this story and what's the reaction from inside VGK? Well, JT, never a dull day in Las Vegas now, as you know, and this is a massive story. I mean, you talk about a team that felt like 
Last year was an anomaly in terms of the injuries that they suffered and the amount and the length and the types of injuries that they, they were getting, and then you get to the off season. Kelly McCrimmon talked about it last month. If there was a silver lining to all the injuries and the, and the failed playoff appearance last year, it's the fact that his team could rest, recover from those injuries, and get back to full health come September, October, and then make a, another real run at the Cup. Obviously, we're you know not even mid-August, and your number one goalie, the guy who, who pushed essentially Marc-Andre Fleury out of town because he was the guy and he was the future, is now going to miss the entirety of year six of this franchise when all the chips are pushed to the center of the table. This is a massive story. This is a massive hole left in that VGK net. And the Golden Knights uh, aren't going to have a lot of options in terms of fixing that, and they're, they're going to need their internal depth to kind of step up and fill that net. Vince Sapienza is our guest. So this is a really big story, as you said. And, you know, I don't blame Robin Leonard for coming here. It wasn't his fault that the organization wanted to go in this direction. He's the player. He's involved with the move. And a lot of the fans had problems with him on social media. He's had some personal issues that he's talked about. But, hey, he's one of our guys. We pull for him in this city. And everybody here wants to see VGK win a cup. So everyone's behind this young man to heal and get healthy to help the Golden Knights win. That being said, that won't happen. Where this team has been with the cap and the lack of money they've had and the ability to massage the cap after they brought in Jack Eichel now concerns me. I don't know what they do in regards to some of these contracts or a trade because what they have in-house – I think is okay for a short period of time, Vince, but not the entire season. What is the marketplace like now to get a great backup goalie or trade for a starter? Yeah, to your point, none of this is Robin Leonard's fault. All all the situations and things, I mean, it's just like the guy can't win. And just when you think he has shoulder off-season surgery, he gets healthy, and then he comes back to Vegas, and all of a sudden now he needs required hip surgery. I mean, you got to feel for the guy. Um, That being said, when, when you look at what's out there, your first option has to be Logan Thompson. He, he, he looked really, really good down mm-hmm. the stretch during a point in the season where the Golden Knights were just limping out on the ice, trying to get any warm body they could get in a VGK sweater to take the ice. And he stood on his head, and he performed really, really well when the team needed him the most. And it's not his fault that the team wasn't able to push their way into the playoffs. In fact, he was probably the main reason they were able even to sniff the playoffs in the final 20, 25 games of the season. You look at a guy like Laurent Brassois, who was brought in to back up Robin Leonard and could be a capable 1B if necessary, but he has off-season, sh- uh, off-season surgery for an undisclosed injury. McCrimmon says it's going to be nip and tuck if he's ready for opening night come early October, so you can't rely on him. And then the only NHL-caliber goalie that's on this roster at this point is Michael Hutchinson, and he's a journeyman guy, 31 years old, He's only played 10 NHL games in the last two seasons, and that was with Toronto in games that weren't uh, of the utmost uh, meaningful games. So um, a lot of question marks. And when you look at the market, I mean, the goalie carousel that we saw in the National Hockey League kind of stopped a month ago with the start of free agency. We saw a lot of trades. We saw a lot of guys switching teams. And that carousel is kind of gone, and there's not a lot of uh, guys that can fill a spot, let alone a Stanley Cup contending team, that you would hope that could carry the load. So I think I think at the 
initial part of this season, the Golden Knights are going to have to kind of wait and see. They're going to kind of have to hope Logan Thompson takes another step in his development. They are really hoping Laurent Brassois is going to be healthy enough to back up the 25-year-old Logan Thompson and that the, the Golden Knights are going to have to basically outscore a lot of teams in the early part of their schedule. Now, you look about 20 to 30 games into the season, you're going to kind of know what you have, but you just hope at that point that it's not going to be too little too late in terms of going out and getting somebody. Right now, the Golden Knights are about $7 million under the cap, so they have room. Mm-hmm. By putting Robin Leonard on long-term injury reserve, you're about $7 million under the cap, so you have room to do something if need be. But this team still needs to sign defenseman Nick Haig to a long-term contract. And the other restrictive free agent is Jake LeCision. He won't cost a lot, but that's just another check you have to write before you figure out what you're going to do at the goaltender spot. Yeah, this is a big deal. Uh, this is a big deal. And even though we're on the Raider flagship, I talk a lot of Vegas Golden Knights. I'm a fan. We cover the team. We talk to the coaches and players here. And uh, it is a bit of a gut punch, but I'm sensing, I'm sensing glasses half full. I think they could get another goalie or something will happen. This is one of the wheeling and dealing franchises we've seen since they came in. I mean, they went to the Stanley Cup their first year, and they've been wheeling and dealing since, moving players and making trades. So I'm going to be optimistic that they're going to do something positive here. Vince, before you go, you've been out at Raiders practices, Fox 5 with Kevin Bollinger and your team. You know, a couple of guys haven't been in practice for a while now, but I think everybody's okay with that. It comes down to Devontae, Renfro, Derek Carr. What are you optimistic about in the practices that you've seen with Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler, the GM, as you look at this roster, and we're about a month out to the start of the regular season? Yeah, I think if you're a member of Raider Nation, you've got to be really excited. I know I know, all 32 teams and their fan bases are excited this time of year, but if you're a member of Raider Nation, this is truly a special time for the franchise, for Las Vegas, because Josh McDaniels, you talk about timing and fit, and this is a guy who knows how to get the ball to a lot of different weapons, and the Raiders have plenty of that. And I think what we've seen in practice is we've seen that that distribution of getting the ball to different guys in different situations at different levels in the defense. Devontae Adams is a special, special talent. And I know uh, we all know what Hunter Renfro can do, and we only we know that he's going to excel in this offense, especially how McDaniels relies on those slot guys to kind of perform and produce. So big things there. Uh, yeah, D- Darren Waller obviously has missed a few days of practice. I don't think there's a, a huge area of worry of concern there just the comfortability between Derek Carr and Darren Waller getting on the same page when those two are back on the field. Uh, I think, you know, one of the other big topics has been the running backs, right? All the different running backs getting getting uh, their share of the reps. I love that. Keep Josh Jacobs fresh. Keep guys like Brandon Bolden fresh. Zamir White looks like an absolute animal mm-hmm. out there, and I think we got a small taste of it during – that uh, preseason opener in can. So I, I'm really loving what this offense is bringing and the competition it's bringing out of the defense and raising that bar and raising what they're able to do on the other side under Patrick Graham. So I think there's a lot to be excited about. I'm really excited to see what this team's going to look like under uh, the bright lights of Allegiant Stadium. Yes, it's a preseason game on Sunday, uh, but it's going to be exciting nonetheless. All right, we're proud to have Vince and Kevin Bollinger back as our insiders, part of our seven or eight insiders that we rotate throughout the course of the year. I'm assuming you got a big broadcast tonight on Fox 5 and what's going on heading into the weekend. What should we be looking for on Fox 5 for Sunday and all the coverage coming up to the game? 
Well, we're going to have a one-on-one with the Raiders' new president, the groundbreaking, trailblazing president for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. We've got one-on-ones galore, as we heard uh, on this station. Uh, we're going to hear more tonight from Derek Carr and uh, his excitement to kind of get this season going. We're kind of in the dog days of training camp. And then, of course, mm-hmm. all preseason games, all the remaining preseason games uh, for the Raiders can only be seen on Fox 5 here in Vegas. We're going to have an hour-long preseason show before every game starting Sunday at noon. Uh, with exclusive one-on-ones, we're gonna don't want to give it too much away, mm-hmm. but we are going one-on-one with Devontae Adams, and I've got a special feature on the Raiders house band, who I know you're a big fan yeah. of, JT, at Allegiant Stadium. So a really big feature with them and uh, all the talent they're bringing to the Death Star. Awesome, Vince. Good to hear. Thanks for getting back to me quick on Robin Leonard. Big story, and I knew you'd be all over it. Thanks for doing this. I'll see you in the next couple days. Appreciate you, JT. You got it, Vince Sapienza, Fox 5 there on Robin Leonard. If you're a Vegas Golden Knight fan, I did not give up that part of my business. You know, I'm talking Stanley Cups, playoffs, the road to the playoffs, going to games, goalies, Marc-Andre Fleury. You should have a pretty uh, strong opinion on that. We're sports talk show in Vegas. That's what I've always done. This is the biggest sports talk topic today. Robin Leonard, the goalie of VGK, gone for the year. Hip surgery, that's a problem. And I'm not a big fan of his. I, I thought it was a mistake to get rid of Marc-Andre Fleury. I was the guy saying, build the statue. I'd throw the first 5000 in for it out of my pocket. Big Marc-Andre Fleury guy. There was no need to make that move. Marc-Andre Fleury had at least another year left. And money got in the way. I don't like that move. And they went with Robin Leonard. That proved to be a mistake. Now, I don't blame VGK. The guy got hurt. The guy, we never criticize injuries. You get injured, you get injured. But Robin Leonard healthy at 100% was never my choice. And now he's out. So the way I'm going to spin it, or at least believe or hope, is that they get a better goalie than Robin Leonard. Goalies are all over the world, man. They're in Finland. They're all over the world in Eastern Europe. Find one, go get one, and get one that can play here under the bright lights. 702-365-9200. I love this hockey team. I gave up the hockey team of my youth, the New York Islanders, because we had an inaugural expansion team. Very easy for me to cut the cord. I wouldn't have done it if, like, a team from Quebec or Atlanta moved here, like in the past. So I won BGK to win really badly. I love that team. I love the atmosphere at T-Mobile, but you got to have a good goalie. And, man, you look back at letting, letting him go. That is just brutal. A healthy final season coming up. And again, you need a backup. You need a good backup when you're going to have a player as good as, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury. You need a backup. And they wanted a starter. They wanted a starter instead of Marc-Andre Fleury. They know hockey better than I did. And now look where the Golden Knights are now. Not a good place to be. Russell in Vegas. You're up first today, Russ. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm kind of concerned about the goaltending situation in BGK. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to give you a little background, I did have a tryout as a goaltender for the Buffalo <laughs> Sabres back in 88. So I, heard, I, I know what I'm talking about. Okay. And recently, as of 2015, I had a total hip replacement. Um, so I know that I can't skate anymore. I can't run anymore because that's, that's the prognosis. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, if the media wants to come out and say, okay, they're doing a scope on his hip, they're doing some minor tweaks here and there. That's fine. But if they're doing a total hip replacement, the guy's done. He's done. He'll ne- he'll never put the skates on again. He's done. Yeah, I mean, it seems really severe, obviously, to say a guy's having a surgery and he's gone for the year. And, 
you know, we, we hope he can recover and come back to 100 percent. But, you know, I think the it's timing a, that for me, for me, it's, it's a dark day because mm-hmm. um, I, I grew up here in Vegas. I played hockey here with one mm-hmm. ice rink. And when the Pepcon incident happened, um, our team went to City Hall. We got the first ice rink dropped into the Santa Fe rink and hockey mm-hmm. continued. So as a, as a hockey fan, yes. As a Golden Knight fan, yeah, I got my sports room decked out, ready mm-hmm. to go. Um, the Flurry situation, it, it came down to money. Yeah, it and did. And I, I, it sucks, but um, I would I would rather kept Flurry here. Mm-hmm. Uh, even even if he retires as a goaltending coach, that'd have been great. Um, but yeah, right. uh, if I, I'm, I'm 54 years old, if I could strap him on right now and go, out I got you, out, buddy. I, I got you, buddy. We heard. I appreciate your call. We heard. We heard all about your hockey career in that phone call. I appreciate you listening. I know all about your career now. The injury, the what you did, how you started everything here. You're a great guy, and you're passionate about it. Thanks for listening, and thanks for calling. It, it, is it a gut punch? There's not a lot of Robin Leonard fans, like over-the-top fans, because we had Flurry here. But he was the goaltender, and I say that in past tense because he's not playing, and he's not playing this year. And coming off a surgery like that, he might have played his last game ever. We wish him well. We hope the recovery is great. Pacioretty goes, and he gets traded out, and he blows out, tears his Achilles. He's probably going to be gone for six to eight months. Ever since that San Jose game and that five-minute major, man, Vegas was on the verge, I thought, to winning a cup. And a lot of things since have been rough to watch. But they do have Jack Eichel. We're brought to you by PT's, the best happy hour in town. Five to seven, midnight to two. They're also a proud partner of VGK, your Golden Knights here. Dana Wagner from News 3 will join us in about ten minutes in your phone calls on the flagship of the Raiders. Jaguars late to get substitutions out onto the field. Mullins in no hurry. He's got Abdullah behind him. Ball at the eight-yard line on first and goal. A snap and the toss to the right. Abdullah, all kinds of space. Five, end zone. He was all alone, led his way in there. Jermaine Illuminor led the way. And for the first time here in 2022, the Raiders have a touchdown. That's Jason Horowitz on the call. Our new voice of the Silver and Black. I'll see him tomorrow as the broadcast team is getting together for a big meeting with the coach and the GM. And first preseason game is coming up. My 24th year with the team. Many of the years on the sidelines for TV and radio, a TV broadcast. And they'll have three of them will have the call. Beth, who's been here with us a long time now, Matt Millen, Jason on radio, Rich Gannon on television, Lincoln Kennedy. And they're getting the band back together as we're getting closer and closer. This is going to be a fun preseason game. Uh, Heavy heart for me, not crazy, nothing wrong. But my wife is taking my son back to college tomorrow because we got a working weekend here. So my son is doing all his laundry. I'm in the home studio today and Bobby's back. My son is doing all of his laundry that he didn't do the entire summer in one day. You can imagine what that looks like. So he goes back for his sophomore year at Arizona State University tomorrow. And uh, my son's already at Oklahoma for his senior year. 
and we're back to empty nesting this weekend here. So wife is kind of getting things together. My son's getting ready to go. Uh, a lot of reaction from my tweet last night. So we took my son to his final dinner, and he's had plenty of dinners at home and barbecues thanks to meetupvegas.com, the Grimaldi's plug and all that. But we went across the street last night to Mastriani's, one of my fa- favorite Italian joints in town. And uh, the, we had four of us with us, and three of us got the Parmesan. We had the eggplant parm. We had the chicken parm, and we had the veal parm. Great reaction on Twitter at JT the Brick, trying to figure out which parm I had. I have a rule in life. Every time I go to an Italian restaurant, no matter where it is, from Florence to Tuscany to Vegas to L.A., I order the chicken parm. If you can do chicken parm well, you got to do chicken parm well if you're an Italian joint. And it was fantastic last night at Mastriani's. So we're talking about the injury to Robin Leonard. We knew he was hurt, and now he's gone for all of next season. It's a big deal if you're a season ticket holder. Here's why. You don't want to go see a backup goalie all year, right? You're paying those prices for VGK. I know they've come down a little bit. You don't want to see a backup goalie. You want to get a goalie that you know can help win this. Get this team back to the playoffs. I have confidence that Mr. Foley and his team will do that. In regards to the Raiders, they're playing the Minnesota Vikings. I have all the Vikings notes in front of us. I'll be talking to Paul Allen. I was on radio earlier this morning, early this morning. In Minnesota, uh, previewing the Raiders on a Minnesota sports radio show, and they're impressed. They're asking me, man, hey, what's the vibe out in Vegas? They said it's a good vibe. And, and they, they tend to think the same thing in Minnesota. Very similar teams. Very similar teams, Minnesota and the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders play in a much tougher division, and Minnesota's been a team that's underachieved the last couple of years and could have been in a really good spot to make a Super Bowl run. You know, everybody talks about the 49ers. The 49ers have a team that can win the Super Bowl. They have a Super Bowl roster. Roster in Minnesota is just as good. Problem with Minnesota is they get lost in the they get lost in all the cover of the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay owns that division and Green Bay continues to win as Aaron Rodgers won his fourth MVP. But Kirk Cousins is a very good quarterback. And again, I compare Cousins to Carr almost identically. They're not in the elite status. I think Derek is better now because of his age, but Cousins has, has, has been really good in this league and all that guaranteed money he's cashed. So I don't think we'll see Derek, and we'll, I hope we see Cousins for a little bit, but I doubt it here. I don't think that's going to happen from what I said and what the guys told me on the radio this morning. But this is a big deal for the Vikings. They're excited to be here for a preseason game at Allegiant Stadium. You can imagine, and we don't know what teams are going to come here in the next couple of years, but a team like the Vikings, when they come here in the regular season in years to come, are going to bring Skull, a lot of fans out here with them. That is a rabid fan base and a snake-bitten fan base. Just like the former San Diego Chargers who are now in L.A. and the Minnesota Vikings being close so many times and not winning. Those fans are riled up every year to get back to the playoffs and be, be significant. It'll be fun to see the Vikings coming up. Then the Raiders are going to play the Miami Dolphins on a really long road trip. And then the last one will be, I think, a really fun game as the Patriots come out here. And the Patriots are going to come to Vegas. And the Raiders are going to host the Patriots in Vegas later in the year. That's our only primetime nationally televised game, which I can't believe. What is it, the second to last home game of the year? I cannot believe that the league screwed the Raiders over in the primetime schedule. We knew the schedule was going to be tough because how good the AFC West is. We knew that. But we thought that the Raiders would be rewarded for all of their nationally televised games that were so good. 
especially the final game of the year, the Chargers and the Raiders, was one of the greatest regular season games of all time, of all time. And it showed up in the ratings and everything was on the line. And then the last two home openers, the first two in Allegiant Stadium, the Raiders beat Drew Brees and Lamar Jackson and are 2-0 and in home openers. And those scoundrels didn't give us a home opener this year in primetime, which I can't believe. I got no problem opening up in L.A. against the Chargers because that's a road game, uh, but it's a home game for the Raiders. But the fact that they didn't give the Raiders a week two Sunday or Monday night football game at home against Kyler Murray, that was the fastest team to 10 wins last year. So that's a hell of a primetime game, but for whatever reason, we didn't get one. So the Raiders are going to have to go out there and just pound it early in the season, get a win or two, get rolling through those first two games, get to the bye week, and after the bye week, hopefully an early bye week, which I don't love. I don't love an early bye week. But if the Raiders can manage the early part of that schedule, manage it to the point where it's a solid start, I think after that they'll be ready to roll. Then the schedule will open up, and the schedule will open up in a big way. We will cover Derek Carr's press conference at the top of the hour. We're looking forward to that, uh, to hear what he had to say. I watched a little of it live. I was in the car. Uh, They were streaming it live. I want to hear it in its entirety. We'll do that. And then we'll get into Rich Murata, former voice of the Raiders back in the day. A lot of people forget what Rich did with this organization. He's the founder of the Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame, and he does an incredible job here in this town. And then the other big news is we're still waiting on what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. And the suspension, there is a report today that the Browns are considering Jimmy Garoppolo if the suspension increases. So Josh Alpa reporting from Pro Football Talk and also Mary Kay Cabot, who is the source of all information for Cleveland at Cleveland.com, reported that the Browns today will consider trading for 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo if the ruling results in a significantly longer suspension which I expect that to happen. And for Jimmy Garoppolo, there's a lot of money there. The $24 million is a lot. It doesn't seem like Jimmy Garoppolo wants to uh, take any less than that, and he shouldn't because he negotiated that contract with the 49ers, and the 49ers, want, want, they want to get something in return, and, and they want value in return, and I think they've lost all that goodwill. Watson is currently set to start Cleveland's preseason opener Friday night, but the ruling could come before the game. That could come before the game and change plans on multiple fronts. And the way things have been playing out as of late, that's a big deal. That is a big deal. 702-365-9200. Dana Wagner is going to join us in a few moments. We'll get him up here. Also, the breaking news on Robin Leonard and what's happening with him as Vegas Golden Knights lose their goaltender for the entire upcoming year. The entire upcoming year. Uh, I wake up with the Wagners. Dana and Kim are good friends of mine. We've been to sporting events together. Dana Wagner joins us from News 3 here in Vegas. And Dana, great to talk to you again. And I feel like you're in my home studio because school's back and you've been waking up and I see the traffic patterns and school back and the weather and the monsoons. You've been a busy guy. It's crazy, right? And this is a busy time of year. Kids are back in school. So I feel like we're back in a, in a more normal rotation right now, and our ratings do increase because people like you, a lot of time they don't get up during the uh, summertime because they don't have anybody to get to school, but now we're starting to see uh, ki- uh, parents, kids getting up a lot earlier. In fact, our kids now going to school at 7 a.m. 
Woo! But you're again. You're, you're the you're the guy early to bed, early to rise. So I know that doesn't hurt you that no, bad. Not at all. Let's get to the story quickly before we talk about the Dodgers and the Raiders on Robin Leonard. We've we've had a beverage or two in between periods at T-Mobile, and really want this team to win. That's a gut punch, especially that Mark Andre Fleury is no longer here. No doubt. Do you think they would? They wish they could go back in time now. I have no doubt about that. Um, Listen, I'm not trying to be insensitive here, but I've talked to other professional athletes in our community. These are pro athletes that are retired for the most part, and they think that Robin Leonard just carries around too much weight. Mm -hmm. So they would like to see him better in shape. They'd like to see him slim down. And if he did that, maybe, just maybe, he wouldn't be as injury-prone as he currently is. I can't tell you for sure that this is associated with his weight, but I could tell you for sure that these professional athletes say a big part of being a pro athlete is taking care of your body. Yeah, and you and I have talked about this off the air, is the fact that this team gave us a Stanley Cup run in year one. The inaugural season coming off one October, you couldn't have had a situation where a community came together with the team, especially in an inaugural launch, and they should have won the cup. They lose to Ovechkin. Then the nightmare, the five-minute major in San Jose. And then since then, it's been kind of downhill. But they've been going to the playoffs until this last season. They bring in Jack Eichel. So I hope optimism is high for all the fans here in town. Because, Dana, we don't want to be a fair-weather town with this hockey team. These hockey fans are passionate. Oh, I'm concerned about that. I am 100% because I think we got spoiled, didn't we? Especially in that mm, first yeah. season here. But, JT, I think you'd agree with me. This year's team is better than a, that inaugural season. There's way yeah. more talent on that club. That, that first year just showed you what can happen when you get a bunch of guys who care about each other in a locker room who are pulling in the same direction. That's why team chemistry means so much. But if you look at just ability, this year's team is way better than that, that first-year team. And I think they have the horses, even without Robin Leonard, to make a run for the Cup this year. Dana Wagner, News 3LV, the anchor of our great NBC station. You're a season ticket holder for the Raiders. You're seeing everything with Carr, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, a new coaching staff, and a GM. Your optimism coming into the toughest division in football, but the Raiders won 10 games last year. How do you feel about this upcoming season? Well, they won 10 games last year, and talk about upheaval, right? I mean, they lose their head coach. They have an interim head coach in Rich Bisaccia, who did a great job, let's be honest here. But, I mean, with all that turmoil, they still went to the playoffs, and now they have more talent than they did last mm-hmm. year. I think optimism is high. Would not surprise me if they win the AFC West. Wouldn't surprise me if they finish fourth in the AFC West. That's how I think uh, the AFC West, how competitive that division is going to be, the best in football, maybe one of the best all-time divisions in football and NFL history. But that means every game, every possession matters for this squad this year. And I think they've got to stay healthy at key positions. For instance, Darren Waller, when is he going to get on the practice field? That really He hasn't been on the practice field in a couple of weeks. Yeah, all reports are that he's okay, and okay. again, you know, we're, we're getting the information that you get here, and we're going to get some more coming up here. I didn't plan on seeing him much in the preseason, but my warning, my Will Rogers warning light is not going off just yet. Uh, let me ask you this quickly, when we look at this team and what they want to do going forward, season win total, 
eight and a half? Wait a second. They won 10 games last year. Season win total, eight and a half. Denver, Denver's 10 and a half, and they've had a bunch of preseason injuries. Look, I think the Raiders can win 10 games or maybe 11, but I would definitely think you'd fade Denver to be under that win total with the injuries. How do you see the Raiders at eight and a half? There is no way in the world I would bet under eight and a half. No way in the world. Now, I think the reason that it's, the total is so low, and I do think it's low, and I haven't bet it yet, and I don't know if I will, JT, okay. is their schedule. My goodness, do they have some heavyweights. So I, I think it's one of the most difficult schedules in the National Football League this year. I think that makes it uh, difficult. And they have a new head coach, a new GM. So they, there's a lot of questions remaining in this team. I think they can overcome all of that. Josh, how sharp did they look in preseason game yeah. number one? And for me, most of that, if not all, is coaching. I mean, you got a bunch of backups in there, and they look sharp. So optimism is high in the Wagner household. We'll see if it plays out on the field. But um, I, if, if I bet anything, it's over eight and a half. Dana Wagner, as we wrap it up, finally, your Dodgers. You know, I'm a cranky Yankee. I freak out every night the Yankees lose, and they had a double-digit lead. They, they pitch into the 12th inning, a scoreless game. They lose. Judge hits his 45th. They lose. Meanwhile, your Dodgers are in cruise control, looking down the five freeway of Juan Soto and a rehab Padre team that just can't compete against your Dodgers. How confident are you for your team in blue? I feel great in, mid, in mid-August. You'd have to be if you're a Dodger fan. Best record in base. Baseball. We just swept the Padres. We just swept the Giants, our two closest competitors in the National League West. But I do think that there's a bit of cause for concern. Clayton Kershaw's not pitching, injured. Yep. Walker Bueller is not pitching, injured. Uh, Tyler Anderson has been in and out of the lineup. Uh, Craig Kimbrell, our closer, does not look sharp no, no. at all. And, and, and can Tony Gonsolin keep it going? Thank you for Andrew Heaney, too, by the way. He's been a great find from you Yankees. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate that. But can Tyler Anderson, Andrew Heaney, and Tony Gonsolin take it to the postseason? I, we, may, we may have to find out. I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be tough. The pitching can't let them down. The bats are amazing. Hey, lastly, in a minute or two, uh, you know how highly regarded I consider you as a broadcaster, and you looked up to Vince Scully. I mean, that's the soundtrack of your youth. A couple of comments on the passing of Vince Scully and what he meant to you. So this is an interesting moment. He was at Cashman Field for a preseason game when the 51s were the Dodgers' AAA franchise, and I was up there covering a story This is about 15 years ago. It had to be. And I was up in the press box, and there was Vince Scully. Now, this is pregame. He wasn't on the air yet, but he was there in the booth by himself, as he usually is, because he did those broadcasts by himself. And i got to tell you, I went back and forth, back, do I go in, do I bother the legend? Because I usually don't like to do that. I'm not that kind of person, but I did. And I walked into the broadcast booth, and I said, Mr. Scully, I am so sorry to bother you, but I couldn't help myself. My name is Dana Wagner. I'm a local broadcaster here. And you were part of the soundtrack of my childhood. In the 1970s, the games weren't on TV. Yeah. So I'd listen to you on the radio, and we'd be in the backyard on a Sunday afternoon, bopping around. My dad would be barbecuing. My mom would be making the potato salad, and I'd be listening to Vin Scully. And I said, I'll never forget that. You were a big part of my childhood, and I wanted to thank you. And he looked me in the eye, and he stuck his hand out, and he shook my hand, and he said, thank you very much for coming in. I appreciate you, and I'm glad that you did this. And that was pretty much the end of the meeting. Never been so glad in my life that I made that decision. 
It's a great moral to that story. Do it, especially someone that has that big of an impact on your life. I'll see you soon at a concert or a game or out socially, and uh, have a great rest of the summer. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Listen, we're going to have you on Wake Up the Wagners right before the Raiders start their regular season. We want to get you on the air to talk about expectations for the Raiders' upcoming season. Will you do it? Absolutely. I will always be on. I never turn down an invite to be with you guys. So cool. count Thank me you. in. We'll see you soon. Thanks, you, you got it. Dana Bye. Wagner, the best. A great guy, really big sports fan, good person in town. And whenever I'm out with him, people stop him all the time because he's just, he and his wife, Kim, are just such a big part of this community. All their philanthropy, everybody that they help out without not a lot of people not knowing, really good friends and great people. All right, when we come back at the top of the hour, we're going to have the Derek Carr press conference when it happens and it's not live on the morning show, or if it's later, we use it on our show. Why wouldn't we? He's the quarterback of the global Las Vegas Raiders. Spoke for about 18 or 19 minutes. I thought it was pretty interesting the three or four minutes I saw as he was praising Mad Max and some of his other teammates. So Derek Carr here at the top of the hour. Rich Murata at the bottom of the hour brought to you by Resorts World where I'll be for Monday Night Football at Doghouse.